Welcome to Guest of the Year. I'm the host. My name's Mike. This is the second of four heats of the Tournament of Champions, a series comprised of winners from the show's first 30 episodes. The winner of today's game will progress to the semifinals, a one-on-one matchup, and they will also win a prize pack from JARS. Spelled J-Y-A-R-Z, JARS are simple, portable, reusable, recyclable, glass-lined, waterproof travel containers. Jars can be used to store and transport your personal care products like pills, creams, oils, shampoo, medicinal herbs, homeopathic remedies, and much more. Jars is a barrier-based business. Thanks to everyone over there, especially Becker and Aldo for hooking up the show so hard and for sponsoring this week's prize pack. A link to Jars' site is available in the show notes. All right, here's how the game works. We'll play the first part of a Grateful Dead live track, and each contestant will use the messaging system to silently guess which year their performance is from. Contestants who are all on a video conference together can message in their guesses at any time during the clip or in the 10 seconds after it concludes. Whoever is furthest from the correct year is eliminated. The finals format is a little different for this tournament as we've talked about. The last two deadheads standing will hear three tracks and whoever is closest to the correct years in aggregate wins. Alright, we'll meet the deadheads in a moment, but first, without further ado, The Grateful Dead. So it was Mississippi Half Step at Providence Civic Center on June 26, 1974. Steve was the only one who got it. Steve won episodes 28 through 30. He's still going. You'll see him to start off season two, regardless of what happens in the Tournament of Champions. He is 51 from Lincoln, Nebraska. Steve, how do you diagnose the uh, 74? Uh, my first thought was 76, but then I focused in on one drummer and the piano and Phil's tone, and then the vocal compression from the wall of sound mics, and then uh, Jerry's runs, which are just very, like he's real, like the difference between 73 and 74 in terms of his uh, vocabulary, really, he really bloomed in 74 and kind of went nuts with some scales and phrasings, which is great. So that was it. So you think 74 is a big step forward in his guitar playing? Absolutely, yeah. 
Yep. He really, I think it was playing with Merle Saunders had a lot to do with it. Uh, but he really, if you listen to like the summer of, I, I actually bought the uh, Here Comes Sunshine box sets, my first one I've ever purchased because I love 526.73. But if you listen to his guitar playing then, which is excellent, but it's uh, simpler than if you listen to 626 and 628.74, the difference is pretty uh, noticeable. It's just more fluid. It's more uh, eloquent, I guess. Amazing. You're on to the next round, Steve. Right on. Caleb and Luke both guessed 73, so they're both on to the next round as well. Jocelyn, you guessed 72. Only two years off and uh, in the Tournament of Champions. Very small margins. But uh, yeah, Luke, King Luke won episodes four through seven. He is 31 from Elliott, Maine. Yeah, Luke, why 73? Um, I, I usually kind of have trouble sometimes differentiating between 73 and 74. Um, I went with 73 because his guitar just sounded a little more twangy than sometimes it sounds a little more like jazz and smoothie in 74. Though I guess in half step, he's probably going to be going more twangy no matter what. But uh, yeah, just kind of a, was a, a toss up for me. Steve made pl- plenty of great points as to why that sounds like 74 for sure. Great. Caleb is 28 from St. Louis. He was the first ever guest of the year winner. Caleb, did you kind of hear the same thing as Luke? Yeah, I mean, I was, my initial thought was was with Jocelyn, 72, you know. In 72, they were very tight and quick and uh, kind of like a, like a Beatles skiffle thing almost uh, in 72. And then you start hearing those things that that Steve and, and Luke are talking about. Piano, Phil's bass. Phil's bass was definitely an indicator to me. So I was between 73 and 74, and uh thought I'd kind of split the difference there. What was Phil doing on bass? You know, someone, uh, perhaps Steve or someone more versed in the gear could uh, could give a better answer. But... You know, you can just hear the tone of whatever he was using in those years. I don't know if it was Mission Control. Yeah, it was Mission Control. Back then, Steve, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mission Control, to me, always has a very distinct sound. Um, What you were saying about the the wall of sound and kind of how that affected things. Um, And and the one drummer aspect as well. Thanks, Caleb. You're on to the next round. Jocelyn is from Cassville, Missouri. She won episode 23. Jocelyn, you guessed 72, as we said, you know, only two years off, which any other first round, you'd be totally fine, but it's the first round of the Tournament of Champions. Uh, why'd you uh, guess 72? I second-guessed myself. I was waffling back and forth between 73 and 74, and, I, and then I was like, oh, I think it's earlier than that, <laughs> 72. I actually changed it three times. It was 74, and then it was 73, and then it was 72. So. <laughs> what ultimately uh, swayed yeah. you to 72? I'm not quite sure. Um, I guess Jerry's voice sounds, sounded really young. I mean, it's only two years different, so I don't know why that would make me go that much earlier. Jocelyn, um, you recently released like a flying eye shirt. You you have a great Etsy shop where you put your designs and you know um, and art. You're an artist and you have some Grateful Dead designs and you had a great flying eye shirt. Where can people find that again? And do you have any other releases, new drops coming out soon? Yeah, that's a, 
a painting that I did several years ago, and I traded that painting for a flock of chickens. <laughs> Whoa, that's a really good trade, actually. <laughs> I thought so. How big of a flock are we talking? Um. Oh goodness, it's been like twelve years ago. I don't know. Probably a dozen. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been doing um shirts with quotes on them rather than doing art seeing if some drop shipping would work out for me um the the shop by the way is by jocelyn just b-y-j-o-c-e-l-y-n um just search by jocelyn on etsy and it'll come up and uh yeah brilliant um well we can't wait to have you be the prize back provider very honored all your paintings and artists is so incredible so thank you for being here thank you thank you so Steve, Caleb, and Luke are on to the next round. We're winnowing it down to two who are going to do the three songs lowest score series. Let's play song number two. So it was Fire on the Mountain at Oakland Auditorium Arena on August 5th, 1979. Steve was closest with his guess of 1980. Steve, what was going on there? I almost said 79. Because um, I like that's that's early Brent. Brent Midland and his plinky keys. But I couldn't, I don't know. I mean, it was either, somewhere between uh, Brent's you know, joining the band and like early 81. So I just split the difference at 80. Did something change in 82? Uh, Brent started playing the Yamaha electric piano somewhere in 81 or 82. I don't remember exactly where, but he dropped the Plinky Rhodes keyboard. So that's the giveaway. 
And the 80 is just playing the game then. 79 would have been a little Pretty risky. Pretty much. I, I was like, God, because I love my favorite second set ever is 12, 26, 79 is Dix Picks 5. I love that and the 28th right after it. It's just insane. And I'm like, God, it, oh, it's close, you know, but playing the game. What goes on in that second set? Uh, it's insane. 12, 26, 79, Dix Picks 5 is absolutely unhinged. And and uh, on the 28th, which I think is a road trips, uh, the plane of the band flies straight into the heart of the sun. <laughs> and let's let just sit there and burn for a minute. It's great. Good to know. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Steve, you're on to the finals. Nice. Joining you is Luke, because he guessed 81. Caleb guessed 83. Luke, Warriors are thinking behind 81. I wish I went with 79 as well because it really had an early Brent sound with the vocals of Brent, especially, you know, they're like almost higher and they're a little bit almost softer in the mix, but um, in the, the plinky keys, absolutely. Um, that run, those two shows you mentioned in that New Year's 79 run you mentioned, Steve, are some of my favorite shows ever. I love those. Um, right on. Birds of a feather. And, yeah, yeah, and... uh yeah, I, I wish I went with earlier than 81, but I thought maybe it was a little bit, uh, you know, 79 to 81, you know, in that range. Thanks, Luke. You're on to the finals. Caleb, why 83? This is a tough one for me, uh, specifically because I've been listening to the most recent Dave's picks uh, from 79 in St. Louis. And uh, one of the things that I've been seeing the online discourse about is just how out of balance the boards are or were in 79 with Brent being so unbelievably high in the mix guitars being a little bit lower. So I initially did also think 79 with the, the tone of Brent's keys, but because I couldn't hear him super high in the mix, that kind of pushed me off 79. And I then went a little bit further into the 80s with 83 because of how slow it was. Jerry was, um, I, I think, kind of struggling a little bit there uh, to sing. And I just know in 83 and 84, they took Fire on the Mountain into Estimated Profit a bunch. And it was so, it was a, a very, um, a crawling Fire on the Mountain. And so I thought, you know, just tempo-wise, it would drop into estimated profit. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. See, that's like too much knowledge for your own good right there, Caleb. So those were always as like more closer to the tempo of estimated, those fires that went into it. From what I've heard, yeah. And that was a lot of, I mean, they, they kind of did it all over, but from what I remember, specifically 83 and 84, they did that a lot. Caleb, we appreciate you coming back. And I know you review records on your Instagram and TikTok. You kind of like talk about records. You don't review them like Pitchfork. You like talk about them. Do yeah. you want to tell us about that, where people can find it? For sure. It's, it's something that I have been uh, putting off doing for a long time and just had to get the courage to do it. But uh, Vinyl Stacks on TikTok, um, I am, I've got a collection of about 700 vinyl records. And um, going through them, talking about them, talking about the history, some cool stories. Um, started my first video yesterday, and, and I know this will air later, uh, but yesterday was 
you heard of the tragic passing of Robbie Robertson from the band. So I reviewed uh, and talked about uh, stage fright and kind of uh, Robbie's relationship to the band. And so there's a lot more of that on at Vinyl Stacks on TikTok. And of course, Levon Helm Fan Club on Instagram. I'm not doing the same handle on both. I'm not that kind of guy, but. <laughs> Playing hard to get. Yeah, the videos are great. You have a certain calmness and confidence to your talking about music that is, uh, makes it very enjoyable to watch. So I recommend everyone check it out. Appreciate that. Caleb, good luck, thanks fellas. for coming back. Good to, good thanks, to see man. you, man. Yeah, good luck, guys. See you, Caleb. Okay, so Steve and Luke are on to the finals. Once again, you guys are playing for Jars. Jars, we really appreciate you. And that's Jars spelled J-Y-A-R-Z. Cool company. That's what these two are playing for. So let's play the first song of the finals. I was born in the desert. All right, the guesses are in. That was New Minglewood Blues at Sacramento Memorial Auditorium on January 17th, 1978. Neither one of these guys looked or was fooled. Um, they both guessed 78. Luke, why did you uh, guess 78? How'd you figure that out? Uh, 78, like Jerry's tone kind of has a little more like grit to it, bite to it. And I feel like they just kind of like sound like spookier and more badass and unhinged like than 77 like it's kind of like taking that 77 sound and kind of like making it a little looser and uh, i feel like that recording showcased that also keith's piano sort of has this different sort of sound i don't know if it's the way he's playing it or or what exactly but just had that 78 keith sound to me as well but there were no signs of uh keith laying off at this point or did you kind of sense that a little bit i think he sounds great in 78 I feel like maybe just people have that criticism for like those early 79 shows. I mean, I guess maybe that some people, because I mean, the New Year's 78, you know, the, the closing of the Winterland, I think he's great on that, you know, maybe not as good as he was in 77, but I think it's just those early 79 shows where some criticism comes out on my, my end, I guess. Great. Steve, you hear the same things? Yeah, essentially, it's like 
in 77, they were all nice and polished up because Keith Olsen whipped them into shape for Terrapin Station. And then they, they you know, unleashed the beast in 78. Keith was, he started, was playing that, I think the same similar model of Yamaha keyboard as Brent was in 82, starting late 77. So that's the, the tone change. It wasn't the grand piano, it was the electric piano. Yep. But I think for me in 78, he's um, playing more like just kind of block chords and percussion, which sounds cool, but it's not the melodic flow of, you know, earlier years. He's more aggressive and I think sometimes belligerent sounding, <laughs> which, you know, works in 78 Grateful Dead. So. Well, you guys both have zero points going into uh, round number two. Let's hear the song. Okay, the guesses are in. When Push Comes to Shove at the Hampton Coliseum in Virginia on March 28, 1987. They both got it again. This is intense. Steve, you started laughing pretty much immediately. Uh, what were you thinking there? When Push Comes to Shove? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just went, oh, great. So it's a late 80s song that they all pretty much sound the same. <laughs> like every version, it's pretty much the same. But I love Garcia's tone. Like that distortion is just fire. I don't care what they're what song they're playing, as long as he's whipping those licks out with that tone. Um, and I just I kind of listen for the drums. Uh, for some reason, eighty-seven drums sound like eighty-seven drums. But that's about it. It was I'm just well, like it's push comes to shove, so it's got to be eighty-seven or eighty-eight or maybe eighty-nine, maybe. So of that range, the drums is what tipped you off to eighty-seven. Yeah, the uh, the the toms, in particular, Mickey's fills. They just have a, uh, at least on the sound, they just sound really big. Uh, I don't know. That's the best way I can describe it. The eighty eights, they kind of sound flatter on the soundboards, to me. Got it, Luke. You also diagnosed it eighty seven. What was your rationale? I really like what uh, Steve just had to say about the drum sound because yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, that. 
it's uh definitely a signature thing and uh jerry's like dirt on his guitar you know in 87 it's just like it's like he's as like you know a boss distortion pedal just turned up a little extra that year it's almost like a generic sounding distorted guitar but like in the best way possible um and uh yeah i just I, I know they play that song a lot in 87 so i was thinking that or 88 and i went with 87 you guys are playing like two dudes who three-peated this is great <laughs> oh weird um before we go on steve i want to talk a bit about your podcast and also oh we um funny enough we ran into each other at dead and co in boulder it was really great to see you it was just so cool that like we ended up being whatever 30 feet from each other yeah and yeah. that uh ethan past guest the year contestant ethan was literally right in front of me yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was talking cool. to this dude to his right, and we, he was an old head, so we're just comparing notes or whatever. And I said, hey, have you ever heard of this podcast called uh, Guess the Year? And the dude right in front of me goes, oh, I was just on that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> nice. Totally did not see that coming. Then you texted me, and I looked over, and all three of you guys were sitting next to hey, you. Yeah, yeah, and it was you, Joel, and Ethan. Yeah. And uh, I met Joel, and you and Joel have a great podcast, Trying to Be Better, uh, with Joel yeah. and Steve. And you yeah, are the, with Joel the and Steve. titular Steve. Um, yeah, yeah. I am today. Can you tell us about it? Uh, Joel and I have been essentially best friends for 20 years. And uh, we've just been through a lot of stuff together. And when the pandemic, when we went into full lockdown, um, we just kind of missed hanging out. So we started like, I thought, well, we should just do a podcast. It'll give us a reason to hang out on Zoom. And so we did. And so we've been doing it for two and a half years and we've got dozens of listeners um, nationwide. Um, but we, mo we do have guests on occasionally uh, anytime there's, you know, an interesting person in our spheres. Um, and yeah, we've been at it for two and a half years. We just put up our 118th one and we haven't monetized it yet because then it'd start feeling like work. I don't know, Mike, maybe you can relate to that. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, we really just love hanging out and we entertain ourselves and, so yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. So we keep doing it. It's a good listen. It feels like like all the best podcasts feels like hanging out with friends. It's just relaxing. yeah, right on. Thanks. Yeah. That's actually a really great compliment. So thank you. Of course, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great listen. Okay, it's zero zero, game three. Of course, there will be more games if you both nail it. But this is it. Let's play the song.
Okay. Dancing in the street in New York City at Fillmore East on September 18th, 1970. Neither of them got it, but Steve was closer at 71. Luke guessed 68. Steve, you're on to the next round by the smallest of margins. Uh, (laughs) Well done by both of you. Steve, why 71? I was wa- I was going between 70 and 71. I didn't hear ta- TC on keys. I heard pig on the organ. Um, but I couldn't tell if there was a second drummer. I could not hear a second drummer. And I kind of heard some of that, some of the early Billy only shows starting what February of 71, right after Mickey left. And that's kind of the vibe that I, I couldn't hear Mickey on drums. So that was why I went 71. Luke, what was your rationale for 68? No, just the way Bobby was kind of raving up the crowd sounded like some earlier dead to me a little bit. It sounded like a small venue. I mean, obviously, it is still a small venue. Um, but, uh, yeah, just went with earlier. No real rhyme or reason to it. It makes sense at 70 looking back on. I thought maybe that was just Pig maybe playing the organ as well. Um, but maybe pre-TC, or I thought it could be TC as well. I was I was pretty unsure, to be honest with you. But you heard the two drummers. I, I did hear the two drummers, yes. One was, I really, I did for a little bit think it maybe was just Billy, but I heard a little bit of Mickey in there. It was not very loud, though. Definitely a Billy-heavy mix. When I heard the organ go, when he played, when Pig played kind of the Dancing in the Street riff, like the the organ was just meatier than yeah. what TC did, and TC played kind of delicately, and Pig was digging in there a little bit. So, what a fucking game! Jeez, that was that was uh, intense. brilliant. Yeah, Luke, great run, Steve. Congratulations! You will be going on to the next round, which is a one v one matchup. Oh, wow. But um, Luke, giving you all you can handle. That was a really really fun to watch. That was rad. Thanks, Luke, and thanks, Caleb, and Jocelyn, and Mike. Congrats, Steve. Yeah, that was thanks, awesome, man. everybody. Whew. All right. Thanks so much for listening. For all the show links, uh, including our YouTube channel, go to guestthear.net. And if you want to be a contestant on the show, sponsor the show, or make comments and ask questions, email us at info at Thank you, Jars. Again, it's J-Y-R-A-Z, Jars, uh, Jars.com. Their link is in the show notes. Really appreciate everyone there for, for um, sponsoring this week's prize pack. Appreciate uh, yeah Becker and Aldo for reaching out and love Jars and appreciate all the support. Shout out to Dylan for drawing all the posters. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to the amazing tapers whose recordings made this show possible. Congratulations to Steve for moving on to the next round and to our other contestants. Thanks for playing and remember, it's all one song anyway. And I bet you good night. Good night. Good night. And I bid you good night. Good night. Good night.